Welcome to the CoLab, the only podcast for business owners who are committed to growth through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Get ready to put your heads together to boost your business to the next level with your hosts, the ultimate team players, Megan Marsh and Andre Munar. Welcome everyone. I'm your host, Megan Marsh, and I'm accompanied by my co-host and co-founder, Andre Munar. We are the Collaborating Co-Founders, and we're so excited today with our first podcast because today we're going to be sharing our stories, uh, our stories on when we knew it was time to go from employee to employer. You know, starting your own business is not for everyone, but for those of you that do feel like there is something more for you, that you want to have a bigger impact in your business, for your family, and the lives of the people that you're serving... We're going to start this podcast with our stories of how we started our own service businesses. And then we're going to run through the four main aspects to understand how to get yourself ready to open up your own company. So, hi, I'm Megan, a mom of four, a real estate investor, and an entrepreneur running a busy small business. I was stuck in my business, not growing for five years until I met my polar opposite, my now business partner and business bestie, Andre Munar. That's me, Andre Munar, Colombian-born, Pennsylvania-raised, and now living my best life on my favorite island in Puerto Rico. I'm a dog father, award-winning mortgage guru, entrepreneur, and running our seven-figure business with Megan. We are excited to share all of our secrets with you on how we took our individual companies and became one team that is now dominating the service business industry. Welcome. Thanks for joining. We're super excited. Um, Like I said, I'm Megan and Next to me is Andre. Andre is my business partner, and we didn't start out that way. So, hi, Andre. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing? And so, you know, the reason we picked this topic was because being business owners who have multiple businesses that we've started, and we've had ones that have failed, uh, you know, we get a lot of people who will come and talk to us. They'll call us. I'll run into them. Andre will run into them, and they ask us how how did we get started? Because it's like this overwhelming thought about starting a business. And I think you're either going to fall into a couple categories. You're either going to be someone who currently is in a service business already, and you're maybe stuck at a level and you just can't get past it and you want to grow and you know growing is going to take doing things differently. Uh, Or you're someone who you know there's something more for you. Uh, I have a friend of mine who is a nurse, for example, and we've talked and she has shared with me that, you know, she literally at night lays there and thinks about how there's something more for her. She knows that she loves what she does, but how can she help people and start something that's different than just working at a job where you know, it just, it plays over and over again. She wants to get creative. She wants to help people, but she just doesn't know where to turn, where to go, how, like what even to do. Do you get that, Andre, sometimes? Or is it just me that people come up and say things like that? No, it's definitely not just you. Uh, you know, like you said, you're going to either fall into one boat or the other one. And, you know, that's kind of how I got started. I fell into that boat where I absolutely loved what I was doing, but I wanted to do more. I wanted to do things my way. I wanted to expand. I, you know, had different marketing ideas than um, the owner. And like you said, you know, I fell into that boat. So 
that's uh that's kind of how I got started. Megan, how'd you get started? What what mm. made you even consider, you know, starting a business? Like you said, people just they they can't even come to that conclusion of how do I start a business? Where do I start? What you know, all these questions that run through people's heads. So what what made you even consider getting to this point? Yep. And so I guess we'll start right there. Um because our stories are very different. And um that's where both of us are going to share things about the business as we started. I actually have not from the very beginning started the business like Andre has. Uh, we are actual business partners in our main service business um, that we have grown together. But my story was that I worked, I was a W-2 employee and I was in a fully commission-based job. Before that, I was actually in accounting and I just, I wasn't happy, you know? I went to school, I even had my master's in accounting and that's a really hard thing that I think a lot of people, you you get degrees, you might have student loans and all of a sudden you find yourself not happy and you're like, I can't leave doing this. I'm making good money and how am I gonna leave making good money to go do something and take a risk? And I left my accounting job where I was making a very nice salary and I took a 50% pay cut to go and work at a in a position in sales. Uh, I, d I do mortgages, that's what we do. We service uh, people who are buying homes. I knew I had to learn for a year, so I took a 50% pay cut to take a learning position for one year, and then decided after a year that I wanted to start selling. And uh, I did that for eight years. I worked as an employee and you know, I think I knew I wanted to own my own business because I'd get really frustrated with I couldn't I, I couldn't hire my own assistant who I wanted. That's and always a big one. Yes, I couldn't hire an assistant. I couldn't do marketing. I couldn't, you know, there were things I couldn't make decisions on and I was just getting frustrated. And so how I ended up leaving that job, it wasn't by choice, actually, which I think I needed to get pushed out as an accountant. I'm conservative. You know, I'm a numbers cruncher. So are you saying you uh, didn't give a two-week notice? No, I did not <laughs> give a two-week notice. In our line of work, the day that you decide you're not going to work there, you leave. But I actually came in one day, and um, I had decided I wanted to take some me time. And my pipeline had shrunk, and I, had not, I wasn't selling as much in the month and the month before. And the owner of the company decided that he had – I was doing something behind his back. And so the day I came in, he said, this is your last day working here. Now I was the biggest producer at this company, making him a lot of money. Wow. And um, I was happy, though, because I had a non-compete. And um, he said, you're not working here. So I went to go get all my stuff. He called the police in the meantime to come escort me out. Oh, my. My assistant type person in the office, when sh they saw what was going on, stood up and walked out with me. It was quite the Jerry Maguire moment. Oh, my goodness. And so that's how I ended up. Then when I left, I said, I will not work for anyone again. And uh, I ended up joining uh, someone who had literally a couple months prior to started a business. So it was almost like starting a business. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And you know, when you said that the people followed you, I think that that's uh, a great testament to who you are. And we talk about it all the time. People will follow people. They won't follow a company. So uh, I'm not surprised mm -hmm. that that people followed you because, you know, you're just an amazing businesswoman and honored Aww. to have you as my business partner. I know. And you guys will learn. Andre and I uh, met each other in a unique way, which we'll share. And uh, 
we're we're life partners now. Life business partners. Yes, we are. <laughs> life business Stuck partners. Stuck together. <laughs> I am married and have four children. Um, and so, but Andre, I'd like to hear how you left your job and share since it is different than than my experience. Yeah, it's uh, a little different, but almost the same. Um, I was at a mortgage broker shop, love what I was doing. I'm obsessed with it. You know, it was 90% my pipeline. Um, and I asked him, I said, hey, you know, can I get a little more? I'm bringing in a lot of the business. I don't mind working for you because I wasn't, you know, I didn't have to take over the overhead, the, mm-hmm. the payroll expenses, the insurance, like all of that stuff. I didn't have to think about it. All I was doing was selling. And when I went to him, he told me no. Um, and I had to sit back and, and think to myself, is there more out there for me? You know, can I hire more people? How much bigger can I get? I just, I had these goals and I had these dreams. I wanted more. I wanted more. And I just wasn't going to get there at the company. Um, so I had slowly, maybe, maybe not started talking to some other people in regards mm-hmm. to joining their company for a little bit while I opened up my own shop because I knew my boss at the time was not going to let me you know, go somewhere, open up my own shop while I stayed at, at his place of employment. So he uh, he did catch wind of that, that I was looking to go somewhere else. And one day my assistant and I, we were working in our office, just a, a normal day. And all of a sudden we were locked out of our email and we asked each while other. While you're sitting in <laughs> that office. Yeah, in our office, we're sitting there and we both at, almost at the same time say, did your email just log you out? Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, it, it was true. And two seconds later, the owner of the company came walking in through our office and said, I know what you guys are doing. Um, and he gave us an ultimatum. He said, you can go work out of our other office, which is about 45 minutes away. Oh, that was nice. That was, it was yeah, except driving 45 minutes. But <laughs> okay, but- I mean, he was giving us an ultimatum. Essentially, he said, you know, you can drive the 45 minutes or you have to resign. And we, of course, we chose to resign at the time, um, knowing that we were, we had some other plans for us. And sure enough, I uh, went to go work for somebody else for a little bit. I explained to that person that I was going to open up my own shop, but, you know, he'd make some money off of me in the meantime. And uh, here I am almost five years later, never thought we'd be here, but, you know, I started on my own, but now I'm with you and um, it's been a great journey. and I'm excited to share our journey with with all of our success seekers out there. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit of my story. Awesome. And so I guess for everyone, uh, because there is so much in between and our main goal today is to help any of you that, you know, are ready to start your own business or you're ready to grow your business. We want to go over we picked out the four main things if you have some time to think about. And, you know, we didn't have a lot of time to put a plan together. Putting a plan together, though, is the best way to be ready and to uh, get yourself started on the right foot. And so, you know, the question that I kind of put out there is if you could wave that magic wand and make the absolute best business decisions and have the best setup that resulted in long term success for you, for your team, that you started seeing growth, you know, what are those main four core things that you need to do to be able to see success? And and I think first, right, Andre, I'm going to ask you, 
as someone's listening and they're thinking, okay, I want to start my business. I want to have a, a business that results in success. I think they need to look at what does success look like to them? Because how much do they want to work? What yeah. do they want to spend, right? Like what are those things they need to think about then as we go into the four main principles? Yeah, no, it's an excellent point, Megan, because success to some people just means, you know, maybe working 40 hours a week. Some people, it means 60 hours a week. Some people, it means only making 80,000. Some people, it means a million dollars. So, you know, when you are starting to think about that business, you need to think about what does success mean to you? Does it mean freedom, you know, to do things that you want to travel or freedom for your family or freedom from, you know, your current job? What, what does that success mean to you? And so as you think through and you write and you just really do some soul searching as you're starting to lay out what your business looks like, um, you know, and if you don't know what that business is, like I shared with you, my friend that is a nurse, um, if you're out there and you're not in a line of work, Andre and I both were in a service industry we had already found and that we loved. We knew that's what we wanted to do and we had business that was coming to us. Uh, and, and so all of you that are in that group, it's a little easier because, you know, that's the service you're going to provide and you can kind of paint your picture. If you don't know, then you got to start a couple steps back thinking about what do I love and how can I then turn it into a service that other people want and asking, what, like I shared with you in the beginning, what are those questions that people ask you all the time, right? Like, you know, I would say to her, if she was sitting right here and, you know, maybe she's listening what are the questions that you get as a nurse even? What are the things people even like text you about, call you about? Because there you there are needs out there that people would seek from you if you were not in the hospital because they're not doing it if they're texting you and asking you in that casual conversation. So that leads to the, num the first main point is about writing out a business plan, um, really putting your ideas down on paper because you are going to want to put this proposal together. You're going to have to give it to the bank that you're going to work with. Um, you're going to have to give it to, you know, if you need to get a loan, for example. And you need to explain how and what and why and how you're going to set yourself apart and how you're going to grow and, and all those things. Did you put together a business plan, Andre, when you were getting started? Yep. It's really the first step to starting that business. It's your blueprint, essentially. Um, and also for us, the Pennsylvania Department of Banking, who wanted to give us a license, they wanted to see that business plan. You know, they weren't just going to give a broker license to anybody. They wanted to see, okay, well, you know, where's your business coming from? How are you getting that business? What are you, what's your plan for growth? Uh, so on and so forth. But absolutely, the first step is definitely a business plan. You want to make sure that where are you starting? Where are you going? Where do you want to go? And then you can follow that business plans for you know, the next year or the next two years, always tweaking it, of course, because business changes. And we know that um, there's ups and downs to business. But a business plan is going to give you that blueprint uh, to start. And then you can follow that blueprint. So that way you don't feel as lost as you're going on your journey, because you have um, some type of blueprint. Megan, I'm assuming that you you had joined, um, you know, a blueprint per se, but I'm sure you had your own ideas. So how did that work out for you? So I'm a big planner. I've actually loosened up quite a bit. If you ask my husband, I used to plan out our vacations down to the hour of where we'd be and what we would do. But now I've, you know, once you have four kids, you got to kind of 
just go with things. But when it comes to your business and when I see people in our line of work, we help people get money. And that is one of the most important things because, you know, you know what you want to do, but the person that you need to talk into, let's say, getting you funding for an idea that you need uh, or the person that is going to work on a website for you, whatever that is, they need to understand where you're coming from. Uh, and, you know, today we're not going to go into all the little elements of writing your business plan, but I do want to share some of the resources that you can go to. Uh, besides, we will and we will be sharing these links uh, in our free Facebook group. Uh, these are some of the best resources that I found online that we've used that I always go back to. Uh, for example, you know, if everyone everyone has an SBA office close to them, or if you don't have one, you can go online. Um, to the SBA website. Uh, there's also some great other websites out there. Um, there is what's called a, the US, USA Gov has what's called a start a business wizard. That is a really cool tool that will walk you through. It's got modules, you know, videos, little things that you can watch. Um, so if you're, if you're not familiar with how to write a business plan, what needs to be in it, um, then you can go to some of these resources that we'll be listing. We'll create that and we'll create our top 10. We've got a top 10 resources to go and reference for putting your business plan together. And, um, and But it, it is so important. And then you can go to like your SBA office to actually have them sit down with you and go over what you've put together. I think a lot of people could come up with that business plan, but I think then the, the, the second aspect of the four that are most important is it goes with your business plan. Ours actually references, the business plan references number two, which is your budget, your projections, and the numbers, right? You need to tell people, you need to know, they need to know you can balance what's coming in and what's going out, that what you want to invest in, you're going to be able to cover. If you want to spend more money, how are you going to grow those numbers? And you really need to validate how it's going to happen. And so I think that is one of the hardest things for people. I mean, is that something that's come easy to you with your numbers? How, you know, how, what are the areas that you've struggled with the most um, and how you would encourage people to start learning how to do projections? Yeah, so we know that you're the projection queen, so I <laughs> definitely need a lot of help in that category there. Uh, thankfully for me, because... I was already in the business that I was going to open that business plan came just a little bit easier. But Megan, you're definitely right. You want to make sure that that business plan addresses everything, you know, why you're doing it, how you're doing it. Um, the bank is going to want to see that, especially if you're looking to get a mortgage. Um, one of the things for me uh, that is hard for me in my business plan is those projections because I'm so into the what am I doing right now and so focused in the now and not focused on the bigger picture, which is something that you've really taught me is what's the bigger picture? What's the end goal here? Uh, so you've come, uh, you know, really a big help in into making all those things happen. Um, the other thing that uh, is legal consideration, you know, what, what legal things are you going to have to pay for? Do you need an LLC? Do you not need an LLC? Mm -hmm. um, especially in your business plan. Um, what other things should you be considering when you're writing that business plan? No, and, and one of the next parts we'll talk about is going to be the people, the advisors you need to have, because if you have a good group of advisors, it, you know, it's going to help. And I'll go back to the numbers. 
one of the best things that you can do uh, being a numbers person, being a planning, having, you know, having systems is is huge. And when you start with your numbers, you almost want to work backwards is what I would suggest to everyone is, uh, and I'll be doing a Facebook live in our free uh, Facebook group going over working backwards with your numbers because everyone knows, you know, let's say right now you're in a service profession, if it's real estate or if you are a financial advisor or, you know, you're in mortgages like we are, you know, okay, I need 10 closings a month, right? And 10 closings a month is going to get me this much in revenue and then you back out your expenses. Well, if you know that, that that's where working backwards comes, because if you know that you want to invest in a website that's going to cost you $10,000 or, you know, you know you want to hire someone you have to start figuring out, okay, how much do I need to make this happen, right? How many how many deals a month do I need? But then how many leads, right? That's working backwards is I need to close this many, so then how many people do I need to get through the door? But then I know how many leads I'm going to need to convert. So that that's where really planning out those numbers comes in and um and and there definitely are some tools but don't skip that because you're scared of it is a, is a big tip that I would tell everyone. Really get tight on your numbers because if you're tight on your numbers, everyone else that you meet and you try to present your business is going to respect you because you're going to know exactly what you need to do. And if you really are clueless with it, get a really good, let's lead into number three, the other biggest aspect of setting up your business, which is the people that you need. And there's a couple different sections on people, the people you need to own your business, to support you in your business. You know, Andre, what, who would you say are the people to consider as you're starting a business? Wow. So it's going to be, are you going to do it on your own or are you going to do it with a business partner? That's always a big question. Uh, yeah. You know, whether you're going to do it on your own or a business partner, um, if you're going to do it on your own, it's. I started on my own and it was a little more lonely than when it was now that I'm with you because I feel like I can bounce ideas off of you. And I mean, our partnership is great. Obviously, we know that not every partnership works out. So you want to make sure that if you're going to do it with a partner, you you dot your I's and you cross your T's and you go to attorneys and you make sure that you protect each other. I cannot stress this enough. Sorry to interrupt you. I, like I said, when I left, I have a partnership that did not work out. And I've, I'm in groups, I've talked to people, and I think maybe it's the lonely part, like you shared. I think people are looking for, I've heard, you know, I'm looking for a co-founder, I'm looking for a, a partner, I'm looking for someone who will bring this to the table, and I want to encourage everyone, and that is just one takeaway. I really, 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 if there's anything, anything I could <laughs> say is important of all this conversation here, because it's not just someone coming in with an expertise, it is not someone coming in with money. When I was in my other partnership, it was, um, you know, it were there were definitely parts that worked. You have to. You have to have to find someone that is like-minded, like-valued, meaning you both would handle situations very similar ways. Because if you are in a partnership with someone who would handle a situation very differently than you, and you're not in the office for a couple of days and they handle that situation the complete opposite way that you'd handle it or they handle money a different way than you would handle money or they, you know, they don't work maybe as hard as you want to work. And that's okay for them to not want to work as hard. But if you are just 
grinding it out and you have someone who's not working that hard, it gets very difficult to feel good about the partnership you're in. And, you know, I was in one of those places when I met Andre and was very reluctant to take on another partner. And we took our time and before we became partners and we did a test period. And it it, it has ended up being the absolute best decision because Andre and I are, we're very different in a lot of things, <laughs> right? Like I'm a numbers cruncher. He's a people person. I've got a hundred notes in front of me. He has nothing in front of him. <laughs> it's totally cool. But that's where that like valued comes in. We both value the same things. We value our people. We value serving others, serving our employees, serving our clients. We would handle things. We respect each other and ask each other before we do things. And it's not a, you know, I have to check in. It's a, we, you know, we respect each other. We both work hard. So we know we're each doing. It's never been a thing that I brought in more than he brought in more. That's not what it is. It's we're both working hard. And so I guess I wanted to just really share that for any of you that think you need a partner, you need, if it's because of money, if it's because of, you know, having kids, having a, another person, I think it's great to have a partner, but so many partnerships fall apart. And I truly believe from the experience of having partnerships that have fallen apart to now having one that I truly believe is going to last the rest of my life, that it's having the same values. Yeah, no, you hit the nail on the head. And I think trust comes along with that too. Um, I think you've had some trust issues. And so that's why we went to an attorney and we understood that when we went to an attorney, it was just business because sometimes that can be a little uncomfortable, you know, when you're dealing with an attorney and you want specific language in there just because, you know, things happened to you in the past and you don't want that to happen again. But um, I agree with you. The partnership has definitely been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, some other people that you are going to want to think about when it comes to opening up your own business. Are you going to have an employee or are you going to do it all yourself? your payroll. Are you going to do that yourself or are you going to um, have somebody else do that? Because that's an expense if you're going to have somebody else do it. Um, but if it's an expense, but what about what I always like to say is if you have somebody else do it and you could get one more deal in the door, how absolutely. much money will you make? Absolutely. And that's why you have to make that decision is are you, do you have enough time to do everything that you want to do in your business, run your business and have a successful business? Or are you going to bring somebody in to leverage that to make you more money? We both really started with assistance and we saw how that worked out and we kept growing and kept growing and kept growing because we understood the value of our people and we love people. We love to encourage them. And that really became at first, it was about the mortgages. And then I think as I went along and our business grew, it became about the people. Mm -hmm. um, how could we serve our people? How could we make them better? Uh, not just in the business environment, but also in life. And we we thrived off of that. We, right. really, we really thrive off of um, seeing other people succeed. So again, you know, are you going to have assistants? Are you going to have employees? Um, I prefer to call them team members personally. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I never really like the word employees. Um, you know, besides that they cash the paycheck, it, they're really team members to us. And one other, uh, thing that you need to consider, which is really how we met Megan is, are you going to have a coach or an advisor? Right. Uh, that's a big one. 
Megan and I have always believed in having somebody coach us along, somebody who can look from the outside, give us ideas, talk us through things, uh, show us things that maybe we haven't seen before, which again is another way that we've grown our businesses through coaches and having other people encourage us. Uh, we also are part of this amazing network online of loan officers who yep. support us, um, who we can go to and answer questions, and we don't feel judged at all. So are you going to have a coach or an advisor to take you to the next level? I think that's important to understand right. is if you're at a certain spot, in order to get to the next level, you need an advisor. That's my personal opinion. But I've also heard it from a lot of successful people is yeah. if you want to be the best, you have to learn from the best. And that comes at a price. Um, yes. And you have to be willing to pay it. You do. You truly do. And, you know, I was an athlete. I was a uh, division one athlete. And I think back to I always think back to being an athlete. I yes, I was talented as an athlete. It got me, you know, a scholarship to school, which was amazing. Didn't have that debt. But I wouldn't have ever gotten any better if I didn't have coaches that invested in me, forced me to do things I didn't like, beat me up sometimes, you know, made me do the, you know, run drills and not beat me up physically. But, <laughs> but you know, they really, and it's being, being coachable. You got to be coachable. Yes. You know, when we grew, Absolutely. I, we, Andre and I both had the same uh, coach and our businesses that worked with us. And I will never forget there was a 60 day period. I hired three people. I thought he was crazy. I hired wow. one person. And when I hired, he said, all right, now the next one. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but I believed in this. I believed in him and I believed in the program and I saw what it did with other people. So I listened and I did it. And my, our our business grew every time we hired someone. Um, and so, and we're going to have an episode about that and bringing on the right people. But yes, spending the money on the coaching is so important because you have to have the help from people who have been there a few steps before you. So yeah, just wrapping up there in regards to the people that you may need, you're going to want to sit down. You're going to make want to definitely make a list. Are you going to have an employee? Are you going to have a coach? Are you going to have an advisor? Are you going to have an accountant? Are you going to have somebody do your payroll? Are you going to have an attorney? What other people? And every business is going to be different. So um, this is, again, going to be curtailed specifically to you and your business that you want to make sure is thriving. So write down all those things. And another great way to, to get people is to ask for referrals because then you're going to be introduced to more people. Um, I mean, I could talk about this topic forever as far as networking and people. Mm -hmm. uh, we just love that topic. Um, but yeah, you definitely want to make a list of all of the people who are in your business. Um, and then, you know, to kind of wrap up on on that with number four, which is the the four pillars or the four big main areas uh, after people is then how to get the news out there. How are you going to make sure people know that you've started your business? H how are you going to tell people what you do? Because if you are a service provider, there's nothing worse. I, I, I still remember when doing mortgages, when people buy houses and then I'd run into a, an acquaintance, a friend of mine, and they're like, oh, I just refinanced with, you know, my local bank. And I'm Ouch. like, oh. That one always hurts. Yes. And so for anyone listening who's starting out and they're ready to start their own business, 
you know, you're very good at that, Andre. You're very good at getting, you know, the social side of our business um, because there's expensive ways and maybe a little less expensive. So if you're starting, what are some of the best ways people can get their info out? My heart is just pumping as we're talking about this topic. I <laughs> love this topic. You can just oh, call we me know we do. the social media king. Uh, marketing is so important to your business. And I've been, I've been in the mortgage industry for 13 years, but I really say that I've only been in business probably since about 2010, 2011. Um, and I say that because when I first started in the business, I sat behind a desk. I waited for the phone to ring. I didn't understand networking. I didn't understand marketing. I really didn't understand that I was running my own business, even though I was working for somebody. And in 2010, I finally got to that point where I was like, there has to be more and I have to do more. So I started going to networking events. I started meeting people. I started calling realtors and asking them for coffee appointments. You have to put yourself out there. So what you can do, uh, one of the ways is who can you connect with in that business? So for instance, let's say that you're a DJ, right? You're going to want to reach out to wedding planners, photographers, videographers, you know, how can you refer each other business? Networking is a great way to put yourself out there. The chamber events is a great way to, again, put yourself out there. And these are, some of them are free or cheaper and expensive. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars on print marketing or thousands of dollars mm -hmm. on ads. Initially, you may want to get there. That may be a route for your branding. You know, you can decide that down the line. But when you're first starting out, some of these things, you don't have all of that money. And I would say there, I don't know, I would ask you on this. I think the one thing, you know, like you were saying, there's tons of ways to get the information out there. I would say the one thing you will need to spend money on and there's different ways you can do it is a website. That's an absolute must. We are in 2019. <laughs> Get a website. Do away with AOL.com emails, please. <laughs> so getting your website up. I mean, I knew it was one of the main priorities when I got, you know, started the business um, before we were together. And yes, you have to have the website um, you can do it a number of ways. You know, we currently have a full-time marketing person, which, you know, I don't see a lot of service professionals having, you know, unless it's a huge company, we're a pretty small company to have a full-time, you know, marketing person that helps us and just runs our marketing because that's how much we value it. Um, what are some of the options for people that don't have someone internally at their office to get help on marketing? Yeah. One of, the easiest and free ways is, of course, Facebook. You know, Facebook is free. And a lot of people I don't think either know how to use it or take advantage of it. So Facebook is a great free tool to get your business out there. Instagram is another way to get your business out there. Are you using the right hashtags? And I'm sure we're going to get into all of this later. Yes, but that's just a free way um, to get your business out there. Instagram, um, again, networking events, your business card. Are you handing out your business card? That That's a really easy one. You can get business cards pretty cheap these days. So, um, you know, getting business cards done, handing them out, going to events is also a great way to get your marketing out there. Um, 
I know that we also do Facebook ads. You can run ads cheaply um, for a month, just again, for the branding. It does, you don't need to spend thousands of dollars, but when you're first starting your business, you want to get it out there. You want to make sure that people know that you exist and what you do. And like you said, the website, just always making sure that when you do, uh, when you're doing some type of marketing, you do a call to action back to that website, then people can go check you out for themselves. They will see whether they like you, whether they want to do business with you. And that's a great way is your website, just always promoting that website. I know that's, that's a big thing that we do and we drive traffic through our website that's where we send people for information. And then they decide based off of all of that information that we're giving them, are we the right fit for them? And I would say that most of the time we are. Um, but marketing and getting yourself out there is definitely one of the four pillars to starting a business. Uh, you don't want to sit, be sit behind that desk and wait for the phone to ring. I can't believe ring. you sat behind a desk. I just... I I can't picture that. I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert. You I really say am. that. I don't know if I believe it. So to summarize, you know, the four pillars that we just went through, if you wanted to start your own business uh, would be number one is your business plan, your projections, your goals. Number two, Megan, real quick on the business plan. I did want to mention that yeah. there there's great tools out there. I know in, in a lot of my local communities, you can go to either like a local college where they normally have seminars. The Chamber of Commerce sometimes will hold business planning events. Yep. Um, so make sure to look locally if you're not sure where to start. You know, do a Google search. Love that Google. Um, and see if there's any classes out there if you're just not sure where to start in regards to a business plan. Yeah. And in our free Facebook group, that's where we're going to provide a list of the 10 resources that you can go to online if you don't have something locally. So make sure to come and ask to join the Serving Up Success free Facebook group where we will be posting that and doing a live each week on these topics as well. Um, and so the four that we just went over, just to summarize for you guys, is number one, the business plan. Number two that goes with the business plan is your projections, your budgets, the numbers, Number three are the people that you need, the employees, coaches, advisors. And uh, number four is about getting your name out there, getting your business out there, marketing your business. Um, have that all ready so that you don't have your email turned off or you don't come into work <laughs> and get escorted out by police and you don't have any of this ready. Um, and you can still make it work, but it'll give you a leg up and, and make it so you give yourself a chance to have a successful business. Thank you so much for joining us on our first full podcast. I know Megan and I both have really enjoyed sharing these things with you. And you will want to make sure that you listen to the next podcast. It's a, the fear of hiring. It's all about hiring. What's that process look like? How much should you pay them? So on and so forth. One of the hiring processes that we have is called the mousetrap. And we would love to share that with you. We look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. All right, service seekers, that wraps up today's discussion. If you love today's episode or any of our episodes, let us know in an iTunes rating or review. We would love to hear from you. It tells us what you really like about the show. It also tells us what you want us to share with you. So thank you in advance for that. Also, anyone who leaves us a review automatically gets entered into our monthly drawing. You can win a free membership to one of our upcoming courses. This month, we are giving away Video Addicts, our course on how to create video systems in your service business. 
By leaving us a review, you are entered into that drawing every month until you win. Hey, collaborators. I just wanted to say I appreciate any and all of you out there who have joined Andre and I on this journey and sharing just the lessons and the people we've met along the way. And it would mean the world to us if you would hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, and more than anything, getting some feedback from any of you that are starting a business. If you have a business and you have questions or needs or a specialty you want to share, you can reach out to us on our website at thecolablife.com and our Instagram handle as well, The Colab Life. You can also find us on Facebook or YouTube at The Colab. And you can email us at hello at thecolablife.com. Thanks again for joining us and stay tuned next week.